Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Positive. And so that's a bummer. Um, but thankfully, by the time they took the test, they were already starting to get better. They didn't get hit too hard and didn't seem to last too long. Um, it was maybe a couple of rough days for them sleeping a lot, but uh, that it didn't take them long to get back to full energy and diving off of couches and doing flips and tackling each other and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, thank you for those of you who have prayed for us also. But um, it was a, a hard decision um, to cancel the party on Friday. Um, there's been a few other people who have been sick, and it seemed like it was even um, getting pretty close to our team who was going to be helping us facilitate the party in our absence. And so it just felt like it was best in general to go ahead and cancel that. Hopefully we can uh, make up for the lack of that awesome experience some other ways in the near future. Um yeah, but uh, our family is doing better. Um, would definitely appreciate your prayers for us just for continued health and, and all that stuff. But uh, unfortunately, uh, we're closed in for a few more days, um, hoping that hoping we'll get released again here in mid, early to midweek. We'll see how it goes. Um, I do want to ask you guys to be praying, though, just in general for our church. A few things here. Uh, pray for the health of our church and our leadership team. Um, just, just interceding on just across the board on each on each other's behalf. Praying for health. Also praying for protection from um, sicknesses that are being passed around. Um, yeah, there, it seems like there's a lot of that happening, and that's not cool. But we can pray against it. Um, also, please pray for us as leaders, just for wisdom and how to navigate these things. Um, we want to do good with being mindful of, of precautions and health, but at the same time, um, what we don't want to do is enter into fear or do anything that would stimulate fear. Um, we are not wanting to ever have to get uh, locked down as a church again, and uh, we, we know that we're supposed to be building momentum. So just be praying for us as we navigate hard decisions at times on these things. Moving on from that boring topic, though, how many of you guys are in the Christmas spirit yet? So am I. Whoa. Merry Christmas. Eh, maybe this is just a little too much. We should be good now. No more distractions, right? This sweater right here, I'm proud to be bearing this thing. I, I grabbed it from my grandma's um, garage hidden, tucked away beneath a bunch of boxes and, and dust in the attic. So um, she just moved to a, nur- or, yeah, to a nursing home. And so we had to clear things out and grab keepsakes. And when I saw this, I'm like, come on, Christmas is coming soon. I don't want to miss a chance to wear this thing. I would have wore it Friday night, but I'm doing it for you right now instead. Okay. Recently, a, a friend of mine um, 
posted something on Facebook that I really loved. It, it meant a lot to my heart. She was just talking about how um, she, she was remembering back when she was a child and that amazing, magical Christmas feeling, that Christmas spirit that she felt as a child. And, and now as an adult, she's realizing um, that a huge component of what created that Christmas spirit feeling actually was the love and care that her parents gave to her children or their children in that season. And obviously, always, but um, I thought it was amazing that the, 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 the feeling, the magical feeling actually came from love and nurture. And that gave me excitement because I realized I have the opportunity to create those same uh, feelings in our kids. And I hope we're doing a great job of that. It's hard to know exactly if they're feeling the same thing I felt, but I think if we can um, create moments of wonder and just filled with love and nurture, I think that um, I think it just kind of naturally happens anyway. Um, pretty awesome, I thought. But I, I just was thinking about that. Imagine the magical Christmas feeling that we can experience by finding the love of our Father in heaven and the and and the amazing Christmas gift that he's given to us. Our Father in heaven is in a hot pursuit of your heart and he loves you and he wants to encounter you. And I just wanna, I wanna invite you just to take a moment um, just to feel the Father's love for you right now. I'm just gonna give you a moment. Just take a moment. I, I, I pray that, that during this sermon, even though I'm not there in person, that you're going to have the same connection with God and the anointing in this time on a video. So take a moment. Let the Father love on you. I'm just going to pray over you. Father, I ask you to let them feel and see and witness and experience your tangible love for them in the name of Jesus. Let them feel your goodness and your acceptance, your radical acceptance of them right now. And I just declare over you, John 3.16, for God, for, for Abba, Father, Yahweh, God, so loved the world. He loves you, not just everybody collectively, but you as an individual as well. The Father, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And I just declare over you right now, that God loves you that much, and and He He gave you He gave you eternal life in Jesus Christ, and uh, it's not just it's not just for eternal life. It's so you can have eternal life in His presence with Him. Amen. I want to read a passage out of the Bible, Matthew one eighteen through twenty five. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows: after His mother Mary betrothed. Joseph, or got engaged to him, before they came together or consummated the marriage, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take, your, take to you Mary your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. 
Hallelujah. That word save is the word sozo, and it means um, that what Jesus did on the cross, he did the full, the entirety of redemption and restoration. He, it, that, that word sozo is used throughout many different scriptures. In the New Testament, it's a Greek word, and it, it, it talks about salvation to the soul and healing the heart and the mind. It, it's salvation um, to the spirit. It gives cleansing of all sins and gives eternal salvation. And it's sozo, it's salvation to the physical body uh, to bring healing to the body. And it's salvation um, in all levels. He brings deliverance. He brings healing to relationships and restoration. That was everything that God um, packaged in his son Jesus, giving him as a gift to this world. Hallelujah. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took, him his, took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called him his name Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody say Emmanuel. Everybody say God is with us. Come on. I love that. God's in hot pursuit of you and your heart and is in your heart. He wants to um, be fully connected and fully present with you. God is with us. I remember a movie that I used to watch with my family when I was a child. Um, called Clash of the Titans, and uh, it was a pretty good movie. There's probably some scenes in there I don't recommend for anybody, but um, one of the things that I remember about that movie, um, I believe that it was it was Greek legends um, from long ago, and uh, <clears throat> I remember that there was there were certain gods, Zeus, uh, Greek gods, obviously false gods, right? But there's Zeus and who knows? I don't know the names of them. I don't care, to be honest. But what I remember is that, that they were, they lived in some heavenly place somewhere off of earth. I don't know where it was supposed to be, but it was distant and not here. And, but they would look down upon the earth and that, you know, each one had their different powers or whatever. And, and they manipulated what was happening on the earth. And there's a, there was a, like a model of different scenes that happens on the earth. And there's little figures on there. And they would move them around like chess pieces to determine what happens on the earth. But then, um, you know, besides that, they're just doing their thing up there. And they'll, they'll get involved as they need to on earthly affairs, but two separate places. I'm so thankful that amongst all the different gods that, that, that are out there, you know, the, there's the Roman gods, there's the Greek gods, there's the Norse gods, um, Thor, the god of thunder, all those things. Um, you know, they're, they're false, they're, they're legends, and they're false stories, but, but no matter how you look at it, all the different gods out there are, they're separate, they're finite, um, they're not omnipresent. But, and they try to get involved with the, the affairs of the people, but, uh, but not really like intimately. And I'm so thankful that the one and true God, the one true God is a God who loves his people. He loves to be with his people. He's the God of heaven and the God of earth. And he was always close to us. He's omnipresent. There's no way to get away from him. 
But that wasn't even good enough for God. He wanted to get even closer than to being everywhere and close to all. He wanted to be closer. And so he sent Jesus, his, his son, to become the, the born son, the firstborn son. Um, he sent Jesus in, into humanity to, to, to not just be present with us, but to actually enter into our life and to become part of us. And so Jesus, in that moment of conception in Mary, uh, and then as she was given, she gave birth to him, he became God and man. He, before he was all God, but, but then he took humanity upon himself and became 100% God, 100% man. I'm thankful because he's the one who brings the convergence of heaven and earth together in one person. Come on. It's amazing. John 1, 14 says, And the Word, talking about Jesus, became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And that passage right there talks about Jesus becoming flesh. He, he was a spirit who, who became manifested into our realm. Hallelujah. And, and in so doing, not only did he come here in flesh, but he dwelt among us to, be, to, to live and abide with us. And we beheld his glory, it says. Jesus, even now, 2021, get going in 2022, today, he, he doesn't just want to be the God of heaven and that we have encounters with him and, and uh, we pray to somebody who's distant. No, he actually lives in us. He lives in our midst, and he wants, uh, he wants to actually manifest himself in our lives. The manifest presence of God. He wants to be the present God in our lives. He, and he wants to dwell among us. God sometimes will bring, he'll, he'll bring his glory amongst us and, and come in visitations. Uh, but he wants to have such a rich fellowship with us, a rich encounter with us, that, that he actually lives amongst us as a habitation. And, and he wants us to behold his glory. Come on. That's why he came, was to reveal the glory of God to us. The Christmas is about many things, many wonderful things, but the primary thing that it's about is that Jesus made the way for God to be with us. God is with us, Emmanuel. One of our core values is focused on his presence. I would say that's probably one of the most important core values for us to live on, is to live a life that's focused on his presence. God is with us. Hallelujah. Jesus came to be amongst us. He came as a baby to enter into our humanity, into our community. But he died and he resurrected, and he ascended and was seated back on his throne so that he could bring us into his father's house. He didn't just want to let us experience him coming for 33 years and then changing things in that, in that, that way. The, the true change is that he actually put himself in us so he could bring us into the presence of God and to live in the house of his Father. Hallelujah. He brought God's presence to us and he brought us into God's presence. We are in him and he is in us. Come on. We've been talking a lot in Ephesians, just in the chapter 1, so many verses that talk about in Christ, in Him, in Jesus. Because we're in Him through salvation. And, and so we're in Him 
and he's in us. Somehow that makes us one with him in union with Jesus Christ. Come on. We have a slogan um, that we that we want to really use. It's a simple way to say what we're trying to build in the overflow ministry. And our friend Stephanie, everybody say, hey, Stephanie. Um, she got Jessica and me, and I think this is also to the church as well, an awesome Christmas present. And it's Christmas ornaments. And I want to show you this. No God. Build family. Can anybody say the last one? Change the world. Come on. That's kind of a simple way to say what we're trying to build here. And, and in that order, no God, build family and change the world. And before we change the world, it's more important that we know God. And, and so knowing God is a real key part of, of his presence. Emmanuel is his, is his name. God is with us. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, there's three, there's three things I want to talk to you guys about for a few more minutes about uh, what we need to know about God is with us, all right? The first one, God is with us to encounter us. Like He wants to encounter us. You want to encounter Him, He wants it more than you do. God is with us to encounter us. 1 John 1, 3-4 says, That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. That John knew that if he declares these things, he's actually releasing virtues and powers for them to experience the same things that they have. Freely you have received, now freely give. So he's telling them about what they've witnessed in person with Jesus Christ. They're declaring this now. Why? So that you can have fellowship with us. You can come into the life that God's given us. And then it goes on, it says, For truly... Our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, that your joy may be made full. Come on. Joy to the world. There's nothing more important than Jesus coming to us, to give himself to us and to bring us into fellowship with the Father and with himself. And God truly loves fellowship with you. That means that not only does he love you enough to save you from a distance, but he actually loves you enough to come close and and experience you, to fellowship you, with you, to encounter you. John 14, 19-21 says, A little while longer and the world will not see me no more, but you will see me. Everybody say, you will see me. See, Jesus was going to be going to heaven after he was ascended, after he rose from the dead. But he said, you're going to see me. Really? You mean after you go to heaven, we're going to still see you? Yes. Jesus wants to reveal himself to you guys. Because I live, you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Everybody say, you in me, and I in you. See, we're in him, we're in Christ, and he's in us. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. Everybody say, I'm loved by my Father. And I will love him. Everybody say, Jesus loves me. And manifest myself to him. Listen, Jesus wants to manifest himself to you. He wants to make himself tangible and touchable and even visible. He wants, to, he wants you to experience him in a genuine experience. I've been having some um, wonderful moments in the presence of the Lord this week 
um, as I've been just trying to put things aside and just focus on him. One day I, I actually went into just praying in tongues for an hour and just, just for the sole purpose of, of just getting my senses focused on him. And I've been having some sweet moments in his presence right here in this office that I'm in right now. Um, a few days ago, I was, I was feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit come in here. And, and uh, I was pacing back and forth, just praying in the Spirit and just, just worshiping Him, focusing on Him. And I, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit um, thicken up and manifest as a, as a person standing right there. And, uh, and as I was pacing back and forth, I could, I could feel like I was passing Him. I felt like I was coming back, and I passed Him again. I could tell right where... Uh, where he was actually standing, and I so I stopped and stood right in front of him, and just worshipped him, and felt his presence just come all over me. He started talking to me about things that's on his heart. Um, he's kind of tutoring me a little bit about how um, how easy it is for us humans to get distracted. Just our minds get distracted on things and and miss moments that the Lord wants to have with us. That, that if we can actually remove distractions and hone our focus in on Him, that, that we would experience Him even more than we already do. And so the Lord was even showing me, um, He just said that, that distractions is one of our greatest enemies of intimacy with Him. There's too many things occupying our time and our attention. And, and so, um, you know, we have, to, we have to steward ourselves. We have to steward our attention with God. I want to tell you guys, God wants to come in strong. He wants to come in and bring visitations to you. He wants to bring habitation to you. And so, um, you know, less distractions, greater distinction. We can, we can try to focus in our, our focus on Him and clear out distractions, create space for Him. Um, w- w- there will be a greater distinction in our awareness of Him being close to us. God is with us to encounter us. The next one, God is with us because He is for us. God's not just with you to bring His presence to you. He's with you because He is for you. I want to read um, Romans 8, 31-35. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I want to just stop and say this. God is for you. And if He's for you, there is nothing out there that compares that could be against you. He who did not spare his son, his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who makes also himself He makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Come on. In that passage I just read, here's a few things about God is for you, okay? God is here as your protector. God is here as your provider your justifier, your defender, your intercessor, the lover of your soul, your security, 
Come on. That's a lot of being here for you. Amen. When God was sending Joshua to lead the Israelites into the promised land to take it over, um, they knew that they were about to embark on massive armies and even giants. But right before they went into it, God spoke to Joshua. In Joshua 1 verse 9, he says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Come on. God is not just with you. He's for you. And that was right after he said in verse 5, I will not leave you nor forsake you. God is with you. He is for you. Come on. Hallelujah. And I also wanted to declare over you guys, I just listed out of Romans 8 several things about God being for you. I also want to declare this, in His presence, He's for you to bring healing. Healing. Malachi 4.2 says, But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in His wings. I just declare over you, if you need healing in your body, let His presence come upon you with healing in His wings. Come on. I want you to let God minister to you in His presence, wherever your need is. All of those things that I listed out up there, um, let Him bring His presence to that need. Let me just say these again real fast. He's your protector. He's your provider, your justifier, your defender, your intercessor, the lover of your soul, your security, your healer. Hallelujah. God is with us. Because he is for us. <clears throat> the third one I want to say, God is with us to co-labor with us. Co-labor with us. There's a lot of things that God wants you to accomplish for his kingdom. <laughs> but the good news, guys, is that he's not expecting you to do it alone or on your own strength. I've been talking a lot recently about how God has restored us in Christ through the blood of Jesus. He's redeemed us to restore us back to our original, our original design, our identity in Him, in the image of God. And that He's also restored us to our original calling and mission. And that, in part, in large part, is to take dominion in this earth. And I've been talking about how... Um, not to, not to try to bite off more than we can chew, but let's start off by taking dominion in our own lives first. Go, climbing on top of the things that, uh, that seem like we're continually getting pulled down by. Um, to climb into victory on these things and to take dominion in our lives. But, but from there, we also do need to take dominion in this world, guys. He, God is trying to bring His kingdom, heaven on earth. And he's trying to set the captives free. And He's given us a calling to bring His kingdom everywhere we go to take dominion. But I'm so thankful that that even though it seems that the the calling and the 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 great commission and just the things that God wants to do in our lives and through us, um, it can feel potentially overwhelming, especially if we think that we're doing it on our own strength and our own wisdom. Um, that's not that's not God's way though. Zechariah 4 6 says uh, the, the, the Lord answered to me, This is the word of the Lord to, to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. 
God's not expecting you to use your own might, your own power, but to, but to be consumed by the Spirit of the Lord and to, and to have His presence in your life. And He wants to co-labor with you. Yes, you have a responsibility. There's things you have to put your hand to. There's things you have to speak to. There's things you have to bring into order. But, but it's not by your strength only. It's that co-labor, that union that we can lean into God and he'll bring his presence in and bring his strength in and do more than what you could ever do on your own strength. Hallelujah. I've been talking a lot about, um, you know, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and just God wanting to give us, give us back our authority and to take dominion. And we don't have to go out there and do it on our own strength. Please don't. He never meant for us to. And in Genesis 3, 8, um, this is after they'd sinned, but it reflects the kind of relationship they had with God while they're hiding after they, they were ashamed. It says, uh, they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And that word cool is the word ruach. That's the, the wind, the breath of the Holy Spirit, the very presence of God coming in. They, they heard God walking in the garden. This was normal for them. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees in the garden. Now listen, before they sinned, that was their normal, that they could hear God walking. They, they had the, the, the ruach, the wind, the very presence, the Shekinah glory of God. They could hear him walking with them, and they, they knew the presence of the Lord as a norm. And, and God had given them the command to take dominion, to have authority, and to expand the kingdom of God. But he wanted them to do it in his presence. <laughs> I love it. God wants us to take dominion, but not on our own strength, but through the intimacy of his heart and his love for you, his presence. Romans 8, 37, same chapter as in a while ago, says this, But in all these things... We overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Whoa. Through his love. <laughs> through him and his love. Like, like it's, it's in Christ and being saturated in his love that actually fills us with the power and the ability and the, the get to it of conquering the things that try to oppose us and hinder us. And Jesus gave us the great commission to, to expand the kingdom of heaven, take it into all the world, and to make disciples of all nations. But he finishes out that command by saying, in Matthew 28, 20, he says, And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So even in the great commission and the calling, the ministry, the things that God has put you here on this earth for to make an eternal difference in this world, you don't do it on your own, you do it, with Jesus staying with you always, all the way through. It's in his presence. He's here to co-labor with you in all the things that God needs you to accomplish. He's with you to the end. He will never leave you or forsake you. He's co-laboring with you in your calling and your assignment. Hallelujah. I have a friend who's a pastor in right outside of Columbus, Ohio. Some of you may know his name, Jim Baker. He posted on Facebook the other day something that I just loved. I, I actually... Copied and pasted it because I want to make myself a little sign of this. He said, Every believer who has shaped history had one thing in common. A lifestyle of encounters with the living God. 
then he put hashtag have an encounter to become an encounter. I love that. All the great generals of faith that have pioneered and changed this world, they did it from an encounter, from living a lifestyle of encounters with God. And that's what God has for you guys. Hallelujah. God wants to be with us, to co-labor with us. So there's three things I just want to say real fast uh, right before I close here. Uh, three things that will keep us out of an encounter. There may be more, but these are the ones I want to point out. Three things that will keep us out of an encounter. One, poor beliefs. Poor beliefs. Believing things that's not actually true about who God is. That maybe, maybe we believe it's too hard to get into His presence. Maybe we believe God doesn't really want to do this. Maybe we believe, I've not been good enough. I don't deserve it. Those are all lies. God, Jesus paid a high price to get you into the presence of God. All right, It was his idea. It's his pursuit. The second thing that can keep us out of an encounter is a lack of value for it. God, You can believe that God's done everything or not, but if you don't desire it, <laughs> you're going to miss it just because of a lack of desire. And value determines the price you're willing to pay for the thing that you want, all right? And, and we need to determine that we put God first in all things. So that, that shows God your value to, to press in. It says in Hebrews um, that we need to believe that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So we need to put Him first, put value on this thing. The third thing that can keep us out of an encounter, distractions, distraction of focus. And so uh, a lot of times, and this is common, especially in modern times, it is for me a lot of times that there's just too much going on, too much going on. Um, I'm not creating the time for it, or even if I try to create the time for it, there's so many things that's trying to vie for my attention. And so we actually need to create, we need to be very intentional to create undistracted moments to seek his face, all right? And, there, and there's two kinds of things that could really be a distraction in my, my thought right now. And, that, and one is environmental distractions. That can be um, maybe you have too much work to do or, or too many tasks you have to get it done. You're not creating the time you need for it. Uh, sometimes for parents, it can be loud kids and chaos in the home. Uh, sometimes it could be Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus or YouTube. Um, spending all our time on things that... Or even video games or phone games, right? Um, or whatever the thing is that that takes your time. I'm not saying those are bad in and of themselves, but um, sometimes when we need to be seeking the Lord, those things try to draw our attention and distract us. Facebook is, is one of them. Um, the other the other kind of distracted moment can be your thought life too. So we we got to take our thoughts captive. We need to we need to to choose to harness our, our thoughts, our thinking. What's our mind on right now? Sometimes I can be praying, but all these different things are trying to get in there and take my, my, my attention off of Jesus. And I need to harness my thoughts and aim them to Jesus. Sometimes I even command my thoughts to line up and to focus on God. All right? The, Jesus said that we're supposed to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And mind, like I, I have to actually choose to to focus my my love towards him okay so we need to harness our focus take dominion over our mind and bring it to alignment so you know when there's distractions we need to determine i'm going to put god first 
guess what? It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. God first, all right? Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all its righteousness. All these things that are distracting you, they'll, they'll get taken care of. We need to meditate on God. We need to choose to think about Him, focus on Him and on His presence and worship Him. But you also got to make sure you provide the time and the focus to allow Him to come and respond to your seeking. Seek and you will find. If you All you do is, is you try to pray or worship, but and then you're done, like you're missing the important part. That's the response, okay? So we need to be we need to become excellent stewards of being focused on his presence. We need to remember that we're supposed to know God, build family, and change the world. It all starts with knowing God and being focused on his presence. I believe God's greatest gift for us in this Christmas season is that he wants to bring moments of intimacy to you. Moments of encounter in his presence. I believe he's he's actually got some planned for you right now. So you need to focus your belief. Believe that God wants this more than you do. Jesus paid a high price to give you the presence of the Lord. We need to, we need to focus our value. I value God first. That I'm going to determine that God is my greatest desire by putting him first in all things. I need to determine my focus instead of being distracted. I need to create specific portions of time to eliminate distraction and give him my undivided attention. God is with us. Hallelujah. He's Emmanuel. God is with us. That is the greatest Christmas present ever from a, from a father who loves you so much. And he wants to create that, what we call that magical Christmas feeling. Like he wants to give you feelings of love. And it's not magic, guys. It's actually, it, it's, it's glory manifested. He wants to intensify it and make it powerful for you. All right, guys, I love you. Um, I'm going to pass this off now to whoever's taking it from here. Um, it's probably Seth or whoever it would be. And they're going to they're just going to take a few moments to minister from things that I shared. I love you guys. Hope to be back in the saddle next week and, and be in person with you guys. All right. Take care. Hey, everybody. I hope you're all doing great. Jessica and I are so sorry that we had to cancel the Christmas party on Friday night. Um, that was such a hard and sad decision. Um, it's probably Seth or whoever it would be, and they're gonna they're just gonna take a few moments to minister from things that I shared. I love you guys. Hope to be back in the saddle next week and and be in person with you guys. All right, take care. Woo! We hope so too, Jesse. Probably me more than anyone. <laughs> Wasn't that awesome though, y'all? So good. A lot of truth, right? Lots of good truth. I'm going to switch up hands here so I can see what I'm doing. I really feel like this morning Papa's breaking off lies and stepping into truth. So I want to go after a few things this morning. I'll ask you to take a risk, just to jump in with me. Are we feeling good? Are we doing all right? Did we fall asleep? Okay, I'm making sure we're together. We're in on this. So I ask you all to stand up if you can. If you don't want to or you just don't like me, that's okay, too. I still love you. <laughs> so I want to go after the things that Jesse spoke on here. So repeat after me if it rings true to you. If not, that's okay. Just sit and stand with one another. 
That's why I'm having everyone stand at once for this, because I feel like there's a community bond that needs to happen here where we cheer each other on. You hear what I'm saying? Awesome. So if you feel like you have a hard time with recognizing God as your protector, I just want you to repeat after me if you would. It's Papa God. I choose today to renounce the lie that I have to protect myself and that you won't protect me. And I choose to give you this. Jesus, what's the truth? Take a moment, let him speak to you. that sink in even more. If you feel like you have a hard time pressing into Papa as your provider, just repeat after me. Father God, I choose today to renounce the lie that you won't provide for me. Jesus, what's the truth? Y'all, whether you see it, feel it or not, I just see things breaking off this morning, and I'm getting excited. If you believe or have trouble believing that God is your justifier, <laughs> repeat after me. Jesus, I renounce the lie that I have to be my own justifier. And I give it to you. Jesus, what's the truth? This next one, seeing him as your defender. So if you feel, and it kind of goes along with protector, but I feel like there's just a different aspect when it comes to this one. If you have trouble seeing Papa as your defender, the one who not only protects you, but keeps you safe from attack, from things coming at you, be ever to me. Father God, I choose today to renounce the lie that you won't defend me. And I give this to you. Papa God, what's the truth? So good. Seeing Jesus as your intercessor. Did you know Holy Spirit intercedes for you on behalf of you? So if you feel like you're going through a season, you feel like no one is praying for you, no one's interceding on your behalf, no one is fighting on your behalf, this one's for you. 
So Holy Spirit, I choose today to renounce the lie that you don't intercede and fight for me. I give that to you. Holy Spirit, what's the truth? sink in. Are we doing okay out there? God's doing some good stuff. Lover of your soul. Really this one I just go after just loving you in general. That you're worth it. So if you have a hard time with that it's going to be a fun one. You ready? Father, I choose today to renounce the lie that you're not a lover of my soul, that I'm not worth it, that I'm not good enough for your love. So I renounce this lie and give it to you. Father God, what's the truth? have a hard time with him being your security, the place that you can run to when there's chaos all around, feeling stressed, anxious, whatever it may be, repeat after me. Jesus, I renounce the lie that you're not my security, and I give that to you. Jesus, what's the truth? We're going to declare some truths after we do this last one, but the reason I'm pausing and letting you hear what he's saying is because I want you to hear his voice and what he wants to say to you personally for each of these things. You hear me on that? That's one. If you have a hard time believing that Papa God can be your healer, not that he can heal others, your healer, repeat after me. Father God, I choose today to renounce the lie that you don't want to heal me. <laughs> to renounce the lie that you're my healer. What? Jesus, what's the truth? Actually, people are getting healed right now. I'm just telling you that. Who wants to make some declarations? <laughs> give, give me your hand raise. How, how many of you heard what God was saying and you felt something shift just as we were doing that? It's okay. Be honest. Awesome. Awesome. 
So now we're going to declare it. You hear me? Later, if any of you ever come to the class, we make declarations, and that's the prophetic declaration of saying what is to be. So let's call it an action. You hear me on that? So say it like you mean it. Say it with the authority that's been given to you. Awesome. So Jesus, we declare that you are our protector. Jesus, we declare that you are our provider. Jesus, we declare that you are our justifier. Jesus, we declare that you are our defender. Jesus, we declare that you are our intercessor. Jesus, we declare that you are the lover of our soul. Jesus, we declare that you are our security. And Jesus, we declare that you are our healer. Thank you, God. <laughs> Come on, I just want to pray and release. Y'all, whether you felt it or not, I just saw things breaking off of minds, hearts shifting and reconnecting, heart and minds realigning. And I feel like it's one thing to hear it, but sometimes we have a hard time processing because we're holding on to all the old mindsets, and I feel like those are being pushed away. So the truth that you just heard can sink in. The greatness of who he is, more encounters. I believe we're going to come as we sync up with the reality of God himself. Y'all hear me on that? Awesome. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would pour out, Lord, that you would touch hearts, touch minds, Lord, that every weight would be lifted right now in Jesus' name. And I actually speak to bodies right now. Any pain in any bodies, Lord, Lord, we thank you that pain's telling us that something's wrong, but anything causing the pain, we say get out right now in Jesus' name. We say be healed to everybody. Spines come into alignment. Muscles relax right now in Jesus' name. No tension, no digestive issues. Yeah, I love that you did that. Hips unlocked <laughs> in Jesus' name. Eyesight and vision restored. No carpal tunnel. Carpal tunnel gone in Jesus' name. Yeah, Lord. Allergies. Why not? Come on, Jesus. I don't want no allergies. Thank you, God. Allergies get out in Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah, Papa, we speak to every sickness, every disease, every ailment. And we tell it to go in Jesus' name. And we speak to every son and daughter of the living God. Be healed in the name of Jesus. So, Papa, we receive all that you have for us today. We thank you for this time. We thank you that you are good. In Jesus' name, amen.